With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Better get ready. Bow to the masters. What's up? Bloom is back and he is in the flesh this week. That's right. And he's tan. As tan as Bloom can get. Yeah, right. They did. People were at the pool down there. It was only like 60. Okay, I have to tell a really quick story before we get into the Fiesta Bowl. Blue and I uh, just recorded 30 minutes of this podcast and realized that I didn't hit record. It happens to the best of us. We all need a break right now, Brent. (laughs) uh, Thank you for your patience, my friend. No, I've got nowhere to go. Oh, man. There's not a football game to prepare for for a while. What are we going to do? I don't know. Basketball's 2-5, and 10th in the Big 12. Uh, I, I, nothing can, uh, can take me off the perch after yesterday. I was so jealous of you guys last night. We had a good time. You guys, so here's the scenario to everybody. Um, Bloom and the fellas are all congregated, whatever they were doing. And, um, I'm texting with three of them. I was in a different text conversation with you, Heft and Walters, all three. Walters seemed like he was having the most fun, by the way. Heft was right there with, and I honestly, I, I was right there too. Nobody had a bad time after that game. It's funny. Everybody started texting me after I called out Matt Peralta in a tweet. We were having a conversation about that at the table, as you might imagine. I was sitting here in my office. It actually is a little slice of heaven for me. I was watching the Orange Bowl, drinking some Cody Road, and um, writing excuse me about the biggest win i believe in the history of iowa state football we can get into that at some point yeah. we have other time to get into that uh before we bring bloom in officially i want to thank our friends at MacDyne, the MacDyne corporation MacDyne.com is where you can go i would encourage anyone to check out their job listings they are always looking for good Quality Iowa Staters. Two Iowa Staters started this thing and turned it into a worldwide company, uh, a phenomenal business that they have. Clover Bloom is, I believe, coming over for the national championship game. Nice. So you're welcome to join us. I will do that. If Crystal lets you. I think she will. Okay. Anytime I can hang out with Chris Clover, it's a good day. It's, a, it's, it's, it's always a good day. <sighs> How are you, my friend? I am fantastic. Quite honestly, still feeling it's actually getting better. Like the more you think about it, it just gets better. It was it's been a it's been a great twenty nine hours since the end of that football game. I mean, it really and I think the great part is C dub and is not only the result of the game, but the future that lies ahead. In addition to that. So it's like a cumulative thing. Every time you think about it, you think about how awesome a season that was with the exclamation point in the Fiesta Bowl plus the unknown in a good way of of what could potentially be the next step. To to me, that's all. So you can vouch for me here that I'm not normal in the sense that like I I have a really difficult. This is a major character flaw. (laughs) I have a very difficult time just enjoying like everything going on in front of me. I'm always thinking years in advance yep. in, in sure. any aspect of my life. And it bothers me with my daughters 
Because it's like I need to just enjoy the stage that they're in and not worry about like that they're going to be able to go to college or like and not just stress over that. Like stress over like okay, when are they going to start dating? (laughs) You know, yes, but you that's you've always been that way. I've been always been thinking, you know, two steps ahead, which has been an advantage in some areas, but also I I know is something that causes can cause some unneeded stress. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, regardless, here's what made yesterday so perfect for me is because I mean, I, we were waiting forever to go on cyclone reaction because you guys had to do the zoom call thing. It wasn't your fault. Like we were just, you know, it just, just took chilling. a while. Like in yeah. that's bowl game. It's just kind of how it works after you won a big bowl game like that. And I'm, I'm, char- I'm charting out my depth chart for next year <laughs> of, of their 21, 40, 41 grand. And what made it so phenomenal for a guy like me is that within an hour of winning that game, Brock Purdy, Mike Rose, and Chase Allen all announced that they're coming back. Now, it's not specifically – they're not all coming back, and that's fine. We saw Jaquan today said that he's going pro. Good for him. What a phenomenal career. 25 sacks, a career sack leader in Iowa State history. Yeah, what a cool story that he – remember when he did the, the somersault? The Texas game. I do remember that. That yep. changed his life. It totally did. The uh, growth that he has displayed and what what a career. I'm going to try and get Jaquan on a podcast. He's a neat kid. He he really is. Um, but it made, like, all of a sudden, for me, like, it, it, it took me from this, this is a great day, what a good win, the clones dominated, to holy shit. <laughs> They're going to be a top 10 preseason team next year. And like the football geek in me has the next nine months or whatever it is. Every article we write, people are locked in on every transfer across the country. People care about Iowa state is a legitimate playoff contender. No doubt going into next year. And it's like, I, I slap myself. I want to dump cold water on my head. Enjoy it. You just, they just want a freaking Fiesta Bowl. But, like, I'm sitting here like, okay, like, okay, Monday, I'm going to write my preseason top 10. Tuesday, uh, contenders in the Big 12. You know, like, it's like, okay, just take a step back. But yeah. it's so freaking exciting. We've never been in this place. No. I've always wanted to cover a football school. Iowa State's a football school for at least a year. You, you for the next 12 months, could write about football every single day, and nobody would think it's overkill. I mean, that's the reality of where Iowa State is right now. And so, the, the, and the great part about that is you're going to hear the noise. And it's going to start on Monday because Campbell's going to get thrown around for the Jets job. He's going to get thrown around for some of these other high-profile jobs when they come open. But we've always said Matt's goal is to win at the highest level. And the old thought was, is why would you, you know, why would somebody leave Iowa State? It's, well, because you can't really win a national championship at Iowa State. That's not true anymore. Because if you're a preseason top yeah. 10 team, exactly. it means you can make a playoff. And if you can make a playoff, you can win a national championship. And Iowa State's in that conversation now. Iowa State is definitely in there. And so they're really, if his goal is to win a national championship, there's no need to leave Iowa State. And that is a crazy thing to even think about two years ago. But here we are. And you just had this a monumental effort where you, you didn't even play a great game against Oregon. And you still dominated the game. And that's how far Iowa State is. And it can only get better. I mean, the pieces are still there moving forward. This isn't like 2000. You know, it's talking with Ben Bruns about this, where that team was awesome. It won nine games. It won the inside.com bowl. Uh, but yet it had like 27 seniors. And you knew the next year it was going to be a bit of an uphill slog. And Seneca made it a lot better. That, that next year's team did win seven games. Yeah. But this is sustainable. Like, this isn't a... Okay, Sage and Reggie Hayward and J.J. Moses and Ben Bruns are gone now. Now what? This is a, all of the guys are back. I mean, of the nine All Americans or all Big Twelve guys, seven are back. Yeah, that's crazy. Jaquan, and then we assume Eisworth. We assume that's he has not made an announcement. Decision. And I yet. honestly, I, and it sounds like Kohler's on the fence, which you can you can see why. I actually but. feel bad for Kohler. That's a hard spot. All your buddies are coming back. You didn't get the full experience this year. You're looking at a top 10 
team now. That is a difficult decision for a guy like Charlie who already has his degree, generally exactly. loves school. Like he loves being there. But you only have so many years to make yeah. money. He um I actually was noticing I McShay came out with new grades. Okay, where do they have him? I he, didn't see that. He had Charlie as a third to fourth round pick. So it's like, can he improve? I think he can. That, that's like me, like Purdy, it was a no-brainer yeah. to come back. Because if you're Brock Purdy, you're coming back with a Heisman contender. Six in the Heisman this year, Brees Hall lining up next to you. One of the great, like, on paper, offensive lines we've ever seen. Trevor Downing played, Didn't play. played a quarter and a half. Yeah. Um, on top of that, you know you're going to have two... Well, at least one now elite tight end. We don't know about Saner. I think Saner's going pro from what it... I would agree. There's that stuff about the senior bowl with him out there. So I'm assuming he... But, uh, so let's say you have Chase Allen coming back. Easton Dean, the Juco kid from last year. You are loaded. Xavier Hutchinson's going to be getting preseason All-American nods, I would think, at wide receiver. Yes, I mean, Tariq's back and healthy. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, you, skates should skates be a lot be better. better. So, like, to me, Brock had all the reason in the world to come back. For sure. And, you know, I and who knows, you know, his draft stock probably didn't, I don't know where it would technically be, but I think he could he, really help it. He was in the same boat. Third or Third fourth, or fourth round. round. Yeah, I think he could really, McShay. really, really help it. And uh, his performance yesterday was so good. I mean, it was a perfect Brock Purdy game. Where where he has grown from, I mean, two years ago, like look at his performance in the Alamo Bowl to the performance in the Fiesta Bowl. In the Alamo Bowl, he was running around like a chicken with his head cut off and just throw it up to Hakeem and hope Hakeem would make a play. Mm-hmm. Where he just, you know, game manager gets thrown around as a negative. But Brock is Brock was special again yesterday of just knowing how to control that whole game. And Iowa State just flat out put Oregon to sleep. It was a beautiful thing. I mean, they, they could have thrown the ball more in the second half, but they didn't need to. They just said, you know what? We've got control. We've got the death grip. We are just going to pound it, sustain drives, and put you to sleep. And Iowa State had the sleeper it, hold. It was the most Matt Campbell game ever. The, <laughs> the guy, like... How about him uh, showing the actual Matt Campbell personality in the post game that, that you've seen in person? I just, you know, it, it is something weird... You know, another time we've seen that was after they won the Liberty Bowl. It's weird. And even last year after they lost to Notre Dame, Campbell's postgame was the most – because he just has no reason to have his guard up anymore. That was the neat part for me is obviously we were happy. Our, you know, Heft, Walters, Bruns, and I were having a good time. But what they do for these bowl situations is in the team hotel – the bowl sets up a hospitality area for everybody to kind of hang out with at night. And, uh, you know, they provide some from appetizers and some drinks and things. And it was so neat to see the coaches, the coaches, families, and everybody associated with Iowa state really for the first time since the pandemic, let their guard down a little bit because they've been so high strung this, this entire time, because all it would take would be, you know, a case or two to get in that locker room, even in the coaches and, and their hosts, they haven't been out at all either. Mm-hmm. And so those guys were exhausted. I mean, you just completely wiped out, but yet it was that happy exhaustion. Like it was, it was just fun to kind of see them soak in the great work that they did and, and, and enjoy it. Well deserved. What about the uh, the, the John Haycock Iowa State defense second staff Unreal. second half stat that our friend Chris Andringa put on Twitter yesterday? Just insanity. Do you agree with me? It's the greatest stat in the history of Iowa State football. I mean, I, I think some of the Troy Davis ones are great, but yeah, from a but cumulative they, team standpoint. Yeah, but in the Troy, and it's the same knock that Troy always gets, the team was still winning three games. Correct. What what the second halves, it's against great offenses. It's the, not like the Oklahoma game Kansas. is the most impressive. Yeah. Think about it. Texas, what did Texas do to Colorado? I mean, they just dismantled a pretty good Colorado Oklahoma defense. dropped 52 on Florida. Yep, and Oregon was averaging 35 a game. And Iowa State just neutered them all in the second half. Haycock comes walking in, and he, you know, he's just not, smooth, he's just smooth, smooth operator. guy. Yeah. He goes, Yeah, it was a pretty good day. <laughs> <laughs> 
That seems. But he, was just, he just said it. He was saying hi to everybody. He goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed that day. He is the most like gentleman like. He is the all. professor. Yeah. Yeah. He. I. I could see John just sitting around like with a pipe in his mouth, not necessarily lit, just yeah. sucking on the pipe. Yeah. He. He was. You know? He had a. He had a. A beverage of choice, and just that was a good day. He's a good guy. He's just man. a super good guy. I'm so happy for that guy too. Yeah. I uh, wonder if someone's going to throw a bunch of money at him. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I don't think he will. You either. would anticipate that if you're one of those, you know, big time booster supported programs. I mean, didn't Oklahoma try? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe if that's, yeah. I'm, I, I don't think, know if that's like official. I, there have or not, been some I, some big programs that have come after him, and he's turned them down. But like, what is Venables getting? You know, a couple million to be a, a bad defensive coordinator for Clemson. Wow, <laughs> bad's over, over overrated, but lose one game. <laughs> God, Bloom they looked, a little, they looked Man, a little soft. I hope Iowa State doesn't lose a game next year. Bloom's going to be calling for their expectations. Heads. Baby. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, we have all uh, off season to talk about the expectations. That's a whole other conversation. Yes. It's, uh, that, that'll change the paradigm a bit. Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get rowdy. What was the so one of the things watching? We had a weird day. It was a good day. Um, it was really weird not being there for me. Yeah, like, but it made it better with the basketball game. We did our little. Uh, live stream with Meyer and Blythe, and that was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, the basketball team played really well, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. I want to do a little women's. They they lost today to Texas, um, but it when the it really didn't phase me during the game, and I really like Mike Golich. He, he I think he's as good of a color guy as there is. Not named Joel Klatt. Um We'll see where he ends up. He's done with ESPN now. Yeah, is he going to go to Fox? I don't know. They why wouldn't they put him on Monday Night Football? Well, he's had the contract dispute for the radio program, so I don't know. Yeah, he's all pissed off at yeah. That, so it's probably, it's, it's kind of it's a it's a two way street here. They, I'm sure they would love him to be a just be an analyst, but he wants the big dollars. He was making a lot of money being Mike and Mike, Mike and Mike. Yeah, I have a radio show. Why don't I make that kind of money? Um, <laughs> when the team ran out, yeah. Uh, it looked really odd for a New Year's Six type game. Felt odd. It it took me a while to even. I mean, you understood it was the Fiesta Bowl, but it did not feel like a big bowl game. You know, with what was happening on the field, there were so few people there. It was the the fewest amount of people. Even some of those Iowa State games, they didn't have fans. They at least had you know a decent amount of of family and friends. This was they were so strict with the ticket situation. There were maybe seat of five hundred people there total, and the Iowa State fans were completely on the other side of us. So you couldn't hear them at all, and so it was so quiet in there. It was very strange. It was a very strange atmosphere. Um, and then as the game went on, and Iowa State had the sleeper hold on, you enjoyed a little bit more. But it would have been way more fun if that was a packed house. And you know, if that was you know a normal year, there probably would have been thirty thousand Iowa State fans at that thing. But yeah. you can't have everything. I'm glad we got what we got. Yeah, I, I felt that way too. It was cool to watch throughout the day. People were really enjoying it. I think we've all kind of learned to just embrace it. it and it, I thought Steph Copley wrote a great piece today. Yeah, it was really good. About Twitter is a, can be an awful cesspool, but it really has been enjoyable this fall. Because you haven't had the chance to interact with a whole lot of people at the games, but yet I think the the Cyclone Twitter community and the online community felt like it came together, you know, fighting off all the national media this year, among other things. That, that was, it, was, it was pretty cool to see. I thought so, too. And yesterday, just throughout the day, you know, with the, with the basketball game first and then a later kickoff at three, people were all posting pictures of their kids and cyclone gear. Awesome. And, and that made it, um, and after the game, after the game too, it just like was really awesome to see just the picture. It was a little bit like the Texas game all over again. Yeah. But again, like I, I said, like this one to me, like this game was, the Texas game is the reason they got here. With that, you don't get here without winning that one. That one was more dramatic in the sense that it happened. All this stuff, but I, 
I think I appreciated this one more only in the sense that like we we saw Coastal lose and that people wiped them off the face of the planet. Yep. I mean, you're just killing Venables and Clemson <laughs> for losing in the playoff. I know you were beat, said that in jest. Yes. If Iowa State would have lost this game. True. I mean, there would have been so many people, not only nationally, but the annoying Hawk fan at the water cooler who could try. And, and there's people like that, the noise that's already trying to, still trying to take it away. But it would have made like what we've thought is the best team maybe in school history. Man, but you lost is a three-loss team in a New Year's Six game yeah, to a team that shouldn't have even been there. Eight and four. This was an important win True. on that national scale. For sure. Yeah, it really helps the reputation um, and to do it in convincing fashion as well. And it helps, Chris, the next nine months. And perception is everything in college football. You talk about it all the time. It's a kind of a dumb system, really. But if you can start in the top 10, your odds of staying there are so much higher than if mm-hmm. you start you know, outside of it. And it's really dumb, but that's just the nature of it. And that win means Iowa State's probably going to finish, what, eighth or so in the AP poll, which then means when people say, oh, Iowa State was eighth, they return all these guys off that team that was eighth, they should probably start in the top ten next year. Mm-hmm. And then that helps you. No doubt. Perception for that year, plus recruiting mm-hmm. too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, all, all, the, all the brand appeal that comes from that, it helps. And it's also just from a pure... Uh, Selfish standpoint, it it leaves you know a memorable feel like a, a good feeling. Oh, we've seen that. Like just look at going to the Liberty Bowl and losing, and going to the Liberty, Liberty Bowl, Bowl and winning. winning. Like what the next few months felt like. Yes, the taste. I, I some people think this is stupid. I do not bringing a Fiesta Bowl trophy back to Ames. Big deal. Putting it in the trophy case there at the football facility is a big deal. But there's not much there. I don't know if you guys have ever looked at it, but that's a it's a pretty big deal to have that thing. Maybe Fifth. can we add a Doak Walker to that this yeah, year? Probably not. But Najee Harris going to get it. Win it. Yeah. I, and I don't even know if I can like hate that move. Oh, I mean, you know, like what he's really good too. He like, both of those guys are deserving yeah. of that. Yeah, but and I think the Alabama receiver is going to win the Heisman, which the rich get richer for Alabama, but only only the fifth bowl win in history. Like, this so cool on so many fronts. And um, just an exclamation point on the best the best Iowa State football season of our lives. What about uh, our guy, uh, Danny Mack? Absolutely oh, nailing. nailed it. Absolutely nailing what was going to happen in this football game. Yeah, go back and, and that was, man, that our podcast with Mack was still my favorite part of the fall. But having him on there to preview that, and he was adamant. I mean, he's like, he basically said, you know, go to your local sports book and put it all on Iowa State. Yeah, he actually said that. <laughs> he felt that, and he was right. He said, from watching these guys, Iowa State is going to be way more phys- physical than Oregon. And he's like, I do not see a way that Oregon can sustain consecutive drives against John Haycock's defense. And that's exactly what happened. Let's uh, give a quick shout out to our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to dial up franklinbarbershop.com and I want you to book an appointment. Everybody needs a haircut. You need your beard trimmed. Don't go to sports clips or any of those corporate chains. The cost is the same. So why not have a good time while you... Yeah, like the last time I was there, they were doing their Christmas exchange and Ryan gave Chuck like a $50... um, slingshot <laughs> like an actual yeah like it had like a holster <laughs> what would chuck do it was then? crazy and then chuck gave ryan i want to say like some sort of like a like a it was like a mini golf set i, I reckon <laughs> sounds like about they, right. they could do guys. around the barbershop or they could you know what i'm saying yep, yep i got so they you could play mini golf like during in, the down between haircuts yeah I mean, it's a hell of a time. $25 haircut. They And they support your favorite podcast here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. So it's franklinbarbershop.com down there on Beaver Avenue. Bloom's a loyal guy. I think Stansbury's going there now, too. Why wouldn't you? There's no reason not to. 
Uh, okay. The tell me a little bit more about just um, being there after the game. Give us some stuff that the that the Cyclone fanatics who are listening couldn't see because we were all doing our own thing. What was the what was the party like? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just it was great because for the first time, just throughout all of COVID, you felt like it was just a n- normal celebration because the entire Iowa State travel party had been tested for COVID, so you felt pretty safe with that group of people. Everyone still had masks on, you know, relative to the the environment there, but it just so rewarding for everybody involved because it has been a brutal, just a brutal time. Those guys are just, you know, they have nothing left in the tank. I mean, just think about what they've gone through. And, you know, Matt showed some emotion in the post game. And I think that was indicative of that general vibe around the team is and those players too. I mean, really for the first time they stayed the night. I mean, I'm sure some of those guys that are of age were allowed to go have some fun and they haven't been able to do that. And so it was really just a nice, joyful celebration of uh, a monumental season for Iowa State and all the hard work that paid off for those guys. And they were, they were soaking it in. They, got, they, all, had, um, they all had the Fiesta Bowl championship T-shirts. They had the hats. Uh, they had the whole thing. So The Fiesta Bowl, man. That's crazy. I mean, I grew up watching... Tommy Frazier in that game. And, totally. You know what I mean? Like it was It wasn't just a you know, a nice bowl win. This was a big time bowl win. I like the fact too that they they beat a another conference champion. Like it, it wasn't actually I mean Cincinnati's better it, than Oregon, a, but a little intel. The, the, the point being yeah. you can't do the whole Scott Drew made all these elite eights, but By he beating, beating double digit seed type. Totally. Thing. Uh, a little intel from those that were on the field. And again, there weren't many people at, on the field at all, not as part of the, the teams. Oregon, so this is some insider. Yeah, some insider stuff. Oregon was as chippy and chatty as any team Iowa State has faced in the Campbell era in the first half. In the second half, they said it, it went down to about zero. <laughs> <laughs> they well, completely shut them up, which is why it was even more enjoyable because they knew. I mean, if you watch Oregon... They are uh, they are pros. I mean, that's that's kind of their mo is they're going to try and get in your head with uh, they, some really. Snack. Oh yeah, I didn't know that oh, that yeah, was like a, their their deal. Kinda, I mean, just watch watch one of their games next time. And I mean, they're I mean, Aishim Young. I, I thought was, Aishim was, was going to get mixed. tossed. He he got really close to a to an unsportsman. Stansbury texted me that in the second quarter. He's he, like, dude, one's going to get get he, tossed. It here. wasn't a punch, but it was very close. Um, and him and this receiver going at it. Well. Third third quarter came. There's still a little bit in the fourth quarter. They had just kind of been worn down. They had nothing left, and I think it just added to the enjoyment level of of what Iowa State did against a brand opponent. Well, because they thought. I mean, if you're Oregon, you're like, okay, it's Iowa State. I mean, come on, we're still Oregon. I know they're ranked tenth, but we're Oregon. We're supposed to be here. Who oh, are these their, guys? Their fans were like that all week. Totally. We had a lot of fans taking in our content, which I appreciated. They were very respectful. But they still had this aura of them that Iowa State can't yep. be this good. And this wasn't Boise State running Statue of Liberty plays to beat. No. Iowa State just kicked their ass. That first drive, man. Yeah, yeah it was. I think I've Brett watched Bielema it six said, times. That first drive was erotic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm still eggplant emoji. Just leave it at that. Um, the, yeah, anyways, really good stuff. I... Like I wrote in my column last night, and then maybe we can get to some basketball here yeah. a little bit. I I was wondering all day if you and I would be able to fully like gather the you know yeah, to no verbally way. capture this, and I don't think we can. I think that we're going to do that over the next few weeks. I think we're we're not going to stop talking about this season. Most importantly, I think that gets rolled into looking ahead to next year and the future of this program. Well, and I hate to, you know, connect everything to the big picture, but um, this was meaningful to, to each Cyclone fan in their own way. Because mm-hmm. everyone's dealing with garbage this year. I um, mean, you think about it. When Iowa State played its first game, the first presidential debate was two weeks away. I mean, think of all wow. the stuff that has happened during this ride and how much well, of a pleasant distraction it has been. And then think about 
everything before that, like just are they even going to get there? That's what we had a really interesting conversation with some of those, uh, some of the Iowa State people of what, what are, we had the, the funeral podcast on August 10th or 11th, the yeah. quarantine. We had every right to do that. I was talking to a couple oh, staff members. Yeah. It was done. They, they, they had all kind of gotten the signal from the Iowa State administration that you, no, it's I, not happening. I don't know if I've said this, but. Matt Campbell and I well, were going, go. we were, we had, we were going to do a Sunday night NFL podcast where Matt and I break down, like from a geeky film standpoint, the NFL, like he was, they were done. Yep. You're, you're exactly right. I, so I got a little insider info. Um, there was one specific school in the big 12 that really changed the tenor because the big 12 was thinking about voting against it. In fact, they were leaning that way of not playing. Um, our good buddy, Tom Herman in Texas was the thing that flipped it. So they went to bat their AD, their president said, no, 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 we got to try and fight for this thing. And the, they arranged a, a call with a medical person that works at Baylor. And the doctors basically laid out the, the situation of how this can, how this can work and how he thinks that should work. And that conference call flipped the vote for a lot of the presidents in the Big 12. So thanks to Texas, Iowa State had its best season in school history. And a lot of people don't like hearing this, but thanks to Texas, Iowa State is in a power conference. And, and, and True. And then, well, I mean, and then Tom Herman gets fired. <laughs> right. Well, we I bet he wishes that he wouldn't have fought for the season so much. Well, yeah. Isn't that funny how that happened? But it just goes to show of all these dominoes that happened to even get us to this point. And so th- grateful that this, this season happened with, you know, all the other noise that's been going on in the world. And yet we've had this four month ride of, um, the best Iowa State football season. All right. Um, well, I want to talk to you about Herman here in Crazy. a minute, but yeah. I want to thank our friends at gravitate coworking, gravitate coworking.com. Uh, a really cool, a really cool space. Uh, they've got three of them now. And what it is is you can go. I'm I'm literally on it right now. GravitateCoworking.com, where you can click on membership, and there's all sorts of different plans. You can just um, have a mailbox there if you want. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You can do a day pass. You can do a corporate or a coworking membership where you've got like your own desk. You can have your own damn office <laughs> if you want. If you want to pay for your office, you can have your own office at Midtown Downtown, of course in Jefferson. It includes private phone booths uh there's a kitchenette they even have an office dog i'm told there's bike storage hercules beer. This, this is the office dog he's the man what kind of a dog That's is a golden it? i think oh really yeah he's no dirks he is not dirks dirks had to leave tonight he's getting his um getting his hair done this week so oh. the in-laws took him up to say it seems quieter in the Williams house tonight. yeah it's it's a lot quieter when Dirks is not here but they've got all sorts of events and it's a really cool business I think that they they're on to something great I tell you about it every week Jeff is a good supporter of what we do and we want you guys to support him so go to gravitatecoworking.com and learn more about that today uh Herman got fired didn't see it coming no. I know they the Chris Ticante did a really good job of hiding this and and it is surreal to think that tom went four and in bowl games that program is an immensely better place than it was when he took it over and it's still not enough there and i think that that's part of the grander conversation on why would matt campbell want to stay at iowa state yep. well this is part of it yep and then i i will say this too there's a lot of um, Steve Sarkeesian love out there and i get it I, I there's no doubt the guy's always been talented I don't know if I call this a lateral move. I, I I tend to they're just very similar human beings, Steve Sarkeesian and Tom Herman. I think Sarkeesian being around Saban for a while has humbled a lot. Uh, God willing, he's beat his addiction problem. Yep. Um, but as far as like navigating Texas boosters and stuff, uh, I guess he has the experience because he's been at USC so and that, Washington. And Wa- so that yeah. helps. Uh, but Tom is more of a politician than Sarkeesian. I don't know, like it. I'm not like I maybe this will be a home run and he'll create a dynasty there. It doesn't scream to me. I thought they would go like a 
the like the name that I always used to get tossed around was John Gruden. Sure. Like, you know, they, oh, where's Gruden going? Like, I thought it would be this, like, larger-than-life figure that could only win at Texas. Um, but I I don't know. Like, I'm not blown away by this. No, but it's just like, who else? Who would you be blown away by at this point? Nobody, and that's, and that's, that's why I said keep Tom. Right. Um, it almost, that's, so that's why I think what this is, it's the power brokers at Texas saying we need to do something. And Del Conte appeasing the power brokers. And, you know, if this makes them happy, and you just said they're fairly similar resumes, Herman and Sarkeesian, so maybe something else different could help. You know, they just must not feel that Herman can do it. And so if he can't do it, let's find somebody who is different. Um, It's not going to be a home run. This isn't Urban Meyer, but I think Sarkeesian's probably in the – you know, the, maybe the best available guy outside of that at this point. So outside of Campbell, you take, they're not getting. Would you rather have Sarkeesian or Venables if you get like Sarkeesian. an assistant? No, I think I think I think in that league probably for sure. And you just and you know navigating a couple Power Five programs already at Washington and USC, and USC has a lot of similarities to Texas. I don't know his ties at all though to the state of Texas, which is a big deal. Like Herman had those ties because he had been at Houston. He knew that area, and they recruited very well in the state. But you're still Texas. You're going to find guys, and Sark Sark has a reputation of being a good recruiter. I think he'll do well there, but how much time will they give him again? I think this is the problem with Texas. Do they expect him to win and get to a Big 12 championship next year? Because if that's the case, if that's the expectation, that's no fun for anybody. Well, I'll say this from an Iowa State standpoint. It's probably better. Um yeah, they'll have some defections, I'm sure. Yeah, like I, I, I'm just saying, if you look at next year, you're second. Yeah, Iowa State's two now, strong two, and they probably would have been even if Herman comes back. Yes, but you also are kind of like, oh, you know, Chris Ash had that defense playing pretty well at the end of the year, definitely, and that quarterback. Yeah, he looked lit, really good in the bowl game, uh, and I don't know, like I, I think that they may be a little bit weaker next year. Now, long term, they may be better. better. True. Um, and, then, you know, Oklahoma will be a top three pick in the country next year. I think that that's safe to say. Uh, but look what Iowa State did to them in that second half. Like, there's no reason Iowa State can't go 8-1 and again in the Big 12 next year. They can get back to the Big 12 championship. And that's the beautiful thing is you get to the Big 12 championship, you win the Big 12 championship, you could be in the playoff. So I think Oklahoma will have the higher ranking entering the year. There's no question, but... Iowa State was just as good. Yeah. And you look at the next year, I mean, it's it's going to be pretty pretty even you know, as Oklahoma far as... Oklahoma State will have some guys back. Uh, West Virginia is getting better. But it's a, it's a clear top two, I think, at this point. Yeah. And then Texas is third. What do you think Herman does from here? Like, he could... I could totally see him going and being in the TV booth yeah, for a year. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think if I were him... I would not go work for Saban. I know a lot I of people are saying, like, hey, how quickly, how, how soon is he going to be the that offensive coordinator? That would be coordinator? oil and water. I don't know if Saban would hire him. I don't know if he would either, and I don't think Tom needs to do that. I mean, Tom... He didn't fail at he Texas. Did, he absolutely did not. Now, where would he go? I mean, do you go to a middle-of-the-road SEC school? He needs... Tom is very smart. The, the reason... Tom could have had head coaching jobs well before he had them. He waited for Houston because Houston is thought of by many, and this is why we saw a guy in Dana Holgerson leave a Big 12 school to go there. It's thought of by many as like one of the – Fail-proof. It's, you, you could be an idiot there and win <laughs> eight, eight games. games. Yep. Like it's one of the it's, – it's probably the best mid-major job in college football yeah, and you get paid and people really care because you're in Texas and you've got this fertile recruiting ground. Tom, in my opinion, there's not many jobs open this year. He'd be best to sit it out this year. And then he, he would be one of the top guys next year, in next year's carousel. Sure. Does he go, does he try like a UCLA or wait for USC for them to finally get rid of Helton? I mean, I think, He's a California guy. That would be one area of the country he hasn't really been in, though, as you know, a coordinator or a head coach. So I don't know. He'll have his. He'll have his choice. I think he'd be fine on TV. Oh God, could you imagine? <laughs> we just need to get. Although, as somebody said, uh, who I respect, it's like I don't know if Tom Herman should have a lot of time on his hands. 
That's a valid point. He would go crazy. Yeah, I'm actually concerned uh, for his behalf. I don't. I wish him well. Yeah, he's he's fifteen million dollars. He'll be fine. Yeah, well, and that's another reason why. Just you know, he's Market. still young. Yeah. It's not like he's. But it just goes to show. I mean, you, it's. I thought you and Rob had a great conversation about it last week. Of the dynamics of what is a good job in college football are way different than they were even five years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vastly different. All right, all right, Iowa State basketball, did you get to watch much of the game? I saw the first half. I did not watch any of the second half, so I've got it DVR'd. Um, but just from the sounds of it, sounds like grinded, played hard. They did. I, You know, they played Baylor that tough and had 20 turnovers. Oh, I, I'll say this. The one thing that stood out to me is Trey Jackson being back. The perimeter defense was like a totally different team. Uh, just what he was able to do. Uh, and he's he's not at full health right now. Um, I I came away encouraged. Like Javen played better in the second half. He was really good. I mean, yeah. he he man, he really opened your eyes. I, I would say this: um, they probably won't beat Texas on Wednesday. Um, I doubt they beat Texas Tech at home next weekend. You're looking at a rough start to the year, but you know if you look at what they've done against West Virginia and Baylor right now. There is some light here that they could win some games in this conference. They're not going to the tournament. Um, the, the I'll say the same thing I said a couple weeks ago. Like, where are they at in the middle of February? Uh, are these freshmen coming along? They seem The team seems to be getting better. I don't know what that tangibly is going to look like as far as wins and losses, but they play Baylor, you know, for – what was it, 40? 35 minutes. 55, 54? Yeah, it was a really good basketball game, and Baylor pulled away at the end. But I I am encouraged by that aspect of things, and they, they still really haven't been at full health. Um, Hut, not Hutchison. Foster's been battling a foot thing. They, they're trying to get him healthy. But I, I was I was encouraged. This, the, they're, not, they're not going away. Bolton's got a little bit of flash to him and he's got to bring it every day i said this on our stream if you can get that bolton every game and taking care of the ball they just turn it over too much yeah Yeah. they they are (laughs) if they had tyrese halliburton on this team i mean just think about that right um they're missing a point guard they're playing a lot tougher jalen coleman lance has really changed i would say it's dimension on the defensive end yeah and trey helps a lot there uh, Solomon's been better on the boards lately. Like they, they have improved on the defensive area. I mean, Iowa State was awful against K State on defense, awful against South Dakota State, awful against Iowa. That's gotten better. I mean, they, they, they really battled a very talented. I mean, look what Baylor's done to everybody else they've played for the most part. So, and and you also wonder, Chris, if there's fourteen thousand people at Hilton Coliseum, how much is that game different yesterday? No doubt. You know, it just, does Baylor start to feel a little bit more of the pressure with that many people there? So, well, I was telling this to Ross last week uh, about Iowa. I, in my opinion, it's a good year to be one of the best teams in your conference because you don't have to worry about those student sections and no, you know right. what I mean. You're just, like your pure talent, yeah, should should win out. Yeah, um, and you the home look court at, look is what, just not a thing. Look what Texas did to, did to Kansas. Yeah, it, uh, home court has no really no impact other than being familiar with the rims. Yeah, and the depth perception and yep. and all that. Stuff. I I agree. I mean, you're going to look at this year, and Iowa State's probably going to win. You know, I don't know what the exact number is going to be. No more than probably ten games, and you're gonna go what? You know that's a bad year. But sign me up for that. Right I think now. I think uh, you've got. <laughs> I would get them at eight the, and ten in the Big Twelve. Bring okay, it maybe on. Maybe it's a little optimistic. <laughs> but you, we haven't even talked about Blake Henson, who is should be back next year, and he will really help. I actually, team. I reported this to our premium members. You can always sign up for a Cyclone Fanatic premium membership. Which that message board is really growing and becoming a lot of fun on the forums. Yes. Or uh, the same content is going out to our Patreon subscribers. If you're not into the message board thing, Henson is back with the team. He's Good. not. He's not practicing because he can't. Right. Uh, and I don't. I still don't know what's going on there. It doesn't sound like it's any of my business. But he's back, and I've I've been told that that was a real dagger. Um, they they think that he's really good, and I don't know, yes. like. I, if they if they keep performing like they did on Saturday, albeit in a loss, but not a human being in the world thought that they were going to win that basketball game, and they played pretty well. Yeah, uh, close few of those out, and 
I think we can be excited about next year, but we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm not like overly optimistic right now, but I was on Saturday. They took a step forward. Well, and this, this team hasn't played much. Yeah, that's the thing. Is God, it's been like two played. weeks since they played, so it's really hard to it's hard to really kill them here because they just haven't played a lot of games. I, I, I agree. I, improving, but have to continue to improve. Like you can't you can't stall out at this point. I mean, those young guys have to continue to. To develop, and we, you know what you're going to get from Coleman Lands again. Um, I think he's been a great asset uh, for the program. If Javen keeps improving, uh, Rogier's only you know he'll get this year as a freebie, so he's technically only a, a he's got two years left after this year as well. So I mean, you, you've got you've got reasons why the future uh, has some potential. And then the, the kid that committed is a is a stud. Um, was it Tyrese Hunter mm-hmm. out of Wisconsin? And he's the real deal, and so he's he's going to help immensely next year. And he's the point guard this team could use as well. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, women lost today. Boy, you know the one? Did you watch that game? I did not. Texas in the is air. so much better with that Vic Schaefer as their coach. Yeah, they just play completely different. I've called like every Iowa State for one <laughs> reason. There, that's yeah. the game I always get. I've called like every Iowa State Texas game in the last like four years. I feel like, and that that Texas team had always had a lot of talent and not a lot of, um, you know, will behind them, and they played really hard. So that, that yeah, he's the old Mississippi State, uh, yeah, and they bro. were like a top five they, program they, under they, him. They almost won a national championship. Yeah, but he uh, did they win it? Did they win it that one year? Anyway, weren't they the one that beat Baylor? Yeah, they did. No, they beat Connecticut. They ended Connecticut's uh, run. But I think they lost then in the final anyway. Whatever. The point stands. He's a very good coach. He's a really good coach and had them going. Uh, Jacqueline has uh, coverage on uh, the CycloneFanatic.com front page of wrestling and um, takeaways from the the season opener today uh, is is Iowa State beat uh, Wartburg today in wrestling. Didn't get to watch that. I'm, I'm going to try and go back and watch it. That's one of my uh, one of my resolutions for 2021. Be a big wrestling guy. They're really good. They're, did you know they're yeah, ranked ninth. third? Well, the flow ranks them third. Oh, okay. but it depends That's on where you go to your rankings here. But they're um, they're loaded and they they got a lot of really good young talent. So. I like the sounds of that. Yeah. So so I'm into that. Uh, but we got basketball Tuesday night That's Texas Tuesday night right. Uh, and then Texas Tech coming up, and I I do. I do suspect Bloom as we close things out that it'll be an eventful week with football. Yes, you're we're going gonna to get more guys choosing to I, stay. And I go. know of a handful that are thinking about staying, but I'll I'll let them make yeah. those announcements. But that this Chase Allen is not alone, so there'll be some good news coming. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. That's what I've heard too. I actually thought to uh, go back um, if you want to listen to just the kicking analysis i did i i was bringing my um sources on the kicking deal that had a good week last week how hey we haven't even talked about it. how about special teams for now i i don't think that kudos to connor sally come on now uh, if that's it yeah. for him then what a way yeah, the to go ass out. man had a good day the ass man thank you uh and then the the kickoff game that was not a fluke they they totally saw something there i i can't promise it but It'll be interesting to interview Campbell at some point in the offseason and ask him about that. So Iowa State does have a special teams. He's not the coordinator, but he's their uh, de facto he's gone, guy. Right? He's He's leaving. Yeah, I saw that. Bruce Feldman tweeted that yeah, right after or the game. That's, Feldman least tweeted it. But, I mean, yeah. what a way to go out for uh, uh, Steve Hauser. Yeah. I kind of that was an awesome smart ass tweet. I retweeted Feldman and was like, wait a minute. So they've had a special teams coordinator all <laughs> he's, along. He's, he's not technically a core. He's a young guy. I mean, but good for him. I and mean, you, you, you want to see, and I think this, Chris, this is a big question too, of, you know, some of those younger guys, uh, we mentioned Haycock, which that's one thing, but some of those other staff members that are very valuable to this, uh, Iowa state utilizes every single coaching spot it has on its roster all the way up and down. And the reason why Iowa State's been good, I think, is from continuity in the coaching staff. And you saw that really erode from McCarney, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, what was the what was the difference between McCarney's teams from, you know, 2000, 2001, and then you had a couple down years? Well, he had some staff defections. And not his fault. They went on to bigger and brighter things. Where do some of these staff members, 
are they going to be back? I mean, you've got a couple of rock stars on that coaching staff that are young that will be very attractive to teams to throw some money at. So can Iowa State keep some of those guys as well? And um, certainly this next week, maybe not the next week, but the next couple of weeks will be eventful in that standpoint. Yeah, we'll be all over it. And yes. like I kind of said earlier in the podcast, this is a lot of fun. Like, I, it's, Yeah, you, you could do football every single day. Yeah. For and, a, we're, yeah. We're, and we're still going to do the, yes. the, yeah, the we, podcast. Good, right? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. We, we had a lot of people who have reached out and asked, if this Sunday night thing is going to keep up. And yeah, the answer is yes. Uh, appreciate Mechdyne stepping up and sponsoring it. We, this started off as a kind of, we were bored during the quarantine. Um, and then it turned into something that has become really big as far as listenership goes. And you guys, I bloom, I think we hit a sweet spot doing the sun. I don't necessarily know if it's us. Yeah, no, but I think people really enjoy having that fresh content first thing Monday morning, like for their drive to work and being at the office. And I think it works well that way. So we are going to keep going. Yeah. As long as uh, you'll have us two slappies around. Absolutely. And we're going to, um, we're going to keep bringing it. So if you ever have any recommendations or requests, Could we, also get, are, we get Tom on now. Herman. Herman? Probably. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I mean, if we do, I'm going to own it, and I'm going to replay me saying that I want his ass over and over. Unfortunately. And over, and we got it. (laughs) It happened. And unfortunately, so did Chris Del Conte. (laughs) Chris Del Conte got it, too. He got his ass as well, and Steve Sarkeesian, too. This this will not be the last we hear of Tom Herman. No, no, it is not. I can promise you. We haven't even mentioned, you know, the other running theme throughout the the quarantine podcast has been our friends over in Lincoln, Nebraska, but... uh, Oh, you know, they've been kind of quiet. Yeah, they haven't. I, didn't, if, didn't you find it funny that they didn't want to play in a bowl game? I did, but they probably had enough humiliation for one. Well, year. like, my, you, you were so loud. Forever. Like, we need this season. We have to have it. Hey, the Big they, Ten's against us. And then, like. They wanted to end their season on a high note with that win over Rutgers on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> no, it actually got pushed to primetime oh, because well, the other game got canceled. That's right. So don't, yeah. League of Champions. I, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was crazy. Now, again, this all comes down to terrible leadership in the Big Ten with their COVID protocols. How about Indiana? Yeah. Slap it what around. about Indiana? Yeah, go away, Indiana. They took the Big Ten logo it's, off yeah, of their jerseys. And you go lose to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Uh, four and five Ole Miss Hilarious. team. But, like, I mean, how can you bitch that long and then you're getting a bowl game? Like, because you want all these experiences and you want all these opportunities for your players and then you don't take don't it. play it. Yep. Like, it's crazy to me. Yep. A lot of hypocrisy in the world. <sighs> all right. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Thank you, everybody. Uh, where, do we le- where do we leave off here on the degeneration? Yeah. yeah. As John Haycock said, that was a good day. <laughs> I'm sure he said it in that exact tone. <laughs> Later, guys. Thank you, big man. <laughs> Treat you like you're a little man.